0: Hello, and welcome to another episode of Inside the Yale Admissions Office. I'm Hannah. I'm a Yale Admissions Officer.
1: And I'm Mark. I'm also a Yale Admissions Officer.
0: We are not actually inside the Yale Admissions Office today. Where are we, Mark?
1: We are in front of our first ever live podcast audience. Welcome, everybody. <laughs>
0: This is not just any audience. We are actually joined by about 100, 100, or 150 newly admitted Yale students who are here at Yale for Bulldog Days.
1: Uh, specifically, we're at a beautiful lecture hall in Lindsley Chittenden Hall. We're currently looking out at this fantastic audience of admitted students. Um, Hannah, I guess some people have been listening to our podcast over the past few years.
0: Evidently, yeah, it's great. We've met a lot of fans over the past three days. These admitted students are here getting to know Yale, but they're also here to get to know their admissions officers. And so many of them have come up, and so many of their parents have come up and said, Oh my God, you're Hannah from the podcast. So it's so nice to meet you all in person.
1: It's been great fun. On our last episode, we talked about yield season. This happens primarily in the month of April when 100% of our attention is focused on all of you, our admitted students who have until May 1st to make up their mind about where they're going to college.
0: Yeah, and yield season culminates in Bulldog Days, or BDD, as we call it. We invite every single admitted student to a three-day open house kind of preview event. And this year is the biggest Bulldog Days ever.
1: Ever. We have more than 1,400 admitted students who are here. They have come from across the U.S. and from more than a dozen countries around the world. How's Bulldog Days going, guys? You having having a good time? All right.
0: Nice. Awesome. You're going to be able to hear a little bit more from some of these admitted students. We're going to have a few of them up to say some things a little later in the episode. But for now, you know, this recording is happening on the final day of Bulldog Days. All of these folks have taken a few days off of school, and they have been on our campus probably running around all day yesterday and the day before to various different events. So I'm really impressed that they made it here at 9 (laughs) (laughs) a.m. on the final day of Bulldog Days. This is very,
1: very early. I imagine a few of you are probably a little bit tired. A quick show of hands here. How many of you slept on a, you know a couch or the floor or an air mattress for the last two nights? Yes. Yeah, every single hand in oh, the room oh. <laughs> is up.
0: Wait, can we do this? Can we do that by a plazo meter? How many of you slept <laughs> on a floor or on a futon? Yeah. yeah okay. All
1: right. Good for you. And you still made it here this morning. Thanks for coming.
0: Amazing. So, we're going to talk a little bit about Bulldog Days and how this whole program comes together, who's behind it. And in order to talk a little bit more about that, we actually have a special guest today the director of Bulldog Days, Chandler.
1: Come on up, Chandler. Hey guys, thanks for having (laughs) me on. Good to have you Chandler. Chandler. So it's day three Chandler. I know that, you know, the fat lady hasn't sung quite yet. The program's not over, but this has been a wildly successful Bulldog Days. And this is Chandler's very first year directing this. So let's give Chandler a big round of applause for making this whole program happen.
0: Yeah, Mark and I know how much work goes into this because we each have held this job uh, at a, you know, different points in our career, and it is so much work to be responsible for this huge, huge program. So I'm amazed that you even have time to come and like sit on a podcast right now. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll probably leave halfway through. <laughs> Perfect. Um, so do you want to give us a little overview of the kinds of events that happen during Bulldog Days?
2: Sure. There are very many, so I'm not going to cover them all. Um, but one kind of uh, signature event that I know a lot of you have probably attended in the past, uh, the past two nights are the showcases. How many of you were at the showcases? Can we get some applause? <laughs> All right. Awesome. So we had probably over a dozen uh, different student performance groups uh, show up to the Schubert Theater in downtown New Haven and perform for all of you. So I know that those are some of the uh, two favorite events that students partake in, but uh, there are probably another 250 that you all have uh, had open to you all, including various panels and masterclasses with Yale faculty members. There have been many different student group Uh, organizations that have hosted late night events for all of you each night. I know over a hundred different events. Um, And then we have some fun meals as well. So I know uh, we had the New Haven Pizza Party, which is a signature event that you all. My favorite. uh, Yeah, (laughs) mine too now. Uh, And then this afternoon we have the food truck farewell lunch with six different local food trucks uh, showing up to uh, feed you all before you depart campus.
1: So give these folks an idea of sort of what goes into planning Bulldog Days, uh, Chandler. So give them an idea, like, when did we start planning? What does this look like? What has your life been basically for the last nine months plus in and getting this whole thing
2: together? Sure. So we really only started planning in April. Of last year. Uh, so <laughs> yeah, it's been exactly it's been a year um, of a lot of planning. And what Mark and I actually were reflecting on yesterday was the fact that it kind of just starts in an Excel spreadsheet. Uh, we just kind of think about what we've done in the past, what we like to keep, what times work best, and then we start thinking about improvements. So these have been conversations that have happened since this event ended last year, a year ago today, thinking about what we can do better next year to make this the best Bulldog days ever for the incoming class. So hopefully you all have experience the best Bulldog Days ever um, in the history of Bulldog Days. I'd say so. What do you guys think? You only had
1: one.
0: (laughs) (laughs) This is sort of a little inside joke in the admissions offices. Every year we say best Bulldog Days ever because there are always little tweaks and improvements and new things that we come up with.
1: Um, And on that note, Chandler, you have um, invented a lot this year. You've come up with a lot of new tweaks and changes. You know, last year was your first year as a Yale admissions officer. And so you experienced Bulldog Age for the first time. And you kind of instantly had a, a sort of a list of things where you're like, I think we could do this better and this better. And I have this idea. Of the many changes you've made, what's one or two of your
2: favorite things that you're sort of most proud of, of adding to the program this year sure uh, so these are some little details and they might not stick out to all of you as fun exciting and new things <laughs> uh, that we are doing but one is a registration uh, you all went through this tent on old campus when you arrived on Monday for most of you uh, that used to all take place inside Dwight Hall you would have to come to that front table to get your packet and as you can imagine uh, with uh, 1400 of you showing up that would have been a very crowded place between your luggage and the refreshments that we have and the financial aid table and everything going on in there. So this is the first year that we had registration under a tent outside and we actually had over 800 registered by around four o'clock, which I think really helped us out and helped you out so that you could get off to um, the various events that were starting off on Monday afternoon. So that's one. Uh, And then the other one that I really liked during the pizza party, and I still see some name tags out here, but we actually implemented name tags at least for Monday so that we could kind of see names and know uh, which admitted students, students we were talking to where you were coming from and hopefully it allowed you all to meet each other and see each other's names and kind of catch on to each other's names at least on Monday night um, to make the kind of awkwardness of showing up to a new place with a new 1400 friends a little less awkward.
0: Yes I love that like the things that admissions officers get excited about are like efficient workflow of (laughs) registration (laughs) name tags like these are such little tiny details but they make such a difference in like your experience of arriving on campus.
1: Well, Chandler, this has been a great success. Everybody, I hope that you get a chance to uh, shake Chandler's hand later today. Thank him for uh, Fabulous Bulldog Days if you've had a good time. And Chandler, thanks for joining us on the podcast today. Thanks for having me on. All right, All right. back to
0: work, Chandler. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, so, you know, you might be wondering, really, admissions officers plan this whole event? We really do. We kind of, uh, s- the focus of our job switches in the month of April to becoming event planners, basically. Mm-hmm. We do get a little help from the um, Yale Conferences and Events office, who are, like, real, actual professional event planners. So a they lot help of help, us I'm going to say. They <laughs> yes, are Yes, quite amazing. a bit of help. Yeah. Um, but uh, Chandler and um, a number of other people in our office really do a lot of the kind of planning and conceiving of all of the events that happen on campus.
1: Yeah. Big shout out to some other folks in our office. Uh, Jackie is responsible for getting more than a thousand of you uh, connected with volunteer student hosts and actually optimized with an algorithm that a student computer science major coded to connect you with hosts who had similar interests. Uh, Our colleague, Anna uh, wrangled more than 200 undergraduate organizations to participate in the bazaar yesterday and to put on hundreds of late night events as well. Um, Our colleague, Scott, Tyler and uh, Juliet put together our amazing Yale travel program that actually booked flights and shuttles for uh, several hundred uh, undergraduate students who, who qualified for that program. Um, we have just an amazingly talented collection of staff and everyone really pitches in to make this this event possible.
0: Yeah, and we also have a really amazing crew of student workers. We hire um, a number of current Yale students who are called recruitment coordinators in our office. They work in our office year-round, but really their time to shine is Bulldog Days, Um, and they take on a lot of the planning and a lot of just, like, the management of on-site programming. You have seen them around. They're standing at the entrance of the doors of every event that you go to and welcoming you in. So um, our our recruitment coordinators also really help make this event happen.
1: And their fearless leader is a fabulous admissions officer named Marty, who we're going to invite up to the stage now. Come on up, Marty. (laughs) So throughout the entire year, uh, Marty actually has his office in a space in our building that we call the bullpen. Hannah and I have both done our time uh, in the bullpen yes. as well. This is a spot where you, know, you have your desk where you have to do your work and read admissions files and answer emails and all that, but you are also surrounded on all sides uh, by undergraduate student employees who are recruitment coordinators. So uh, Marty has been in that space all year and he's been leading these folks and you have really put a charge into them to uh, make Bulldog Days happen. So tell us a little bit about what it's like to lead that student group and what our students have been doing throughout all of April to get ready for Bulldog Days.
3: Yeah, I mean, for me, if you've ever seen a movie where there's a montage set to the song Eye of the Tiger, that is what (laughs) April in the bullpen looks like and feels like. There is just a lot of different planning that goes into all the different events. My office becomes just a cluster phobia, like nightmare of boxes, (laughs) of all your swag bags. All the students pack individually these swag bags that you all received, all those tote bags and notebooks and things. And then they also are just, you know, also open on lots of different spreadsheets, working on different events like out in the Buttery or anything like that. We've hosted some fabulous virtual events mm. uh, this
1: April as well. And Marty, you and the students have been a big part of that. Um, you Tell folks about maybe some of your favorite things we've done
3: online this month. I loved the Class of 2027's Got Talent talent show. That is a like hit every year. And this year we had like way more unique talents than I've ever seen before. Um, There was a historical sewing demonstration. (laughs) There were um, lots of different cool things. There was someone who did a rap about Java, um, which I I learned a little bit from that one. Um, Yeah, so that's definitely one of my favorites. And this year we also added back a lot of virtual programming for a program called Yale and U, which is for first-generation low-income students as well.
0: Awesome. That's great. Well, thank you for like wrangling all of our student employees and getting them to help out with this amazing programming. Um, I wanted to talk a little bit about sort of some of the philosophy behind Bulldog Days and the kind of event that we sort of aspire to put on for our admitted students. Um, I think one thing that really stands out to me and one thing that I really tried to put front and center when, when back when I was in charge of this event is giving admitted students the real Yale experience. So, Yes, of course, Bulldog Days is a lot of programming, a lot of planning goes into it. We really want to put our best foot forward and show you the best of Yale. But at the same time, we also really want to give you a taste of what it's actually like to be a Yale student. And that is not always just like amazing events and master classes and all of that. It you know, um it comes with challenges and you know, you're learning new things and you're you're navigating a new place. So we wanna give you that experience as well. Do you wanna talk a little bit about how you and your student employees kind of help make that happen?
3: Yeah, I mean, I remember when I was a student, I went to Yale before becoming an admissions officer here, and I remember my own Bulldog days, and I remember feeling so overwhelmed with joy at just how much joy I was feeling by all of the vibes of the students on campus. And I remember my mom was visiting with me, and she asked one of the current students, one of our tour guides, she asked, did they like tell you all to like be really nice to us or like <laughs> to wear your Yale gear or something like that? And I remember the tour guide telling us, no, like this is just how much people like this place in this community. And so I think that's the same philosophy of what I try to make sure that our students are doing as they're running this program and, and all of the events that you're seeing them at. So at the beginning of the year, I have a long talk with them all just about like their own Yale experience. And I try and tell them, we want to be pro-truth, not pro-Yale. So whatever kind of background or um, identity that you come from, what, however that in, is incorporated in your Yale experience, like that is an important aspect of your story to share with them. So I really want them to give you all their genuine, honest rendition of what a Yale experience looks like. And then you know, amidst that, sure, there might be ups or downs or things that they have learned in their time at Yale that are also important things to be sharing with you all.
1: And I think if there's one sort of word or theme that would capture Bulldog Days, but also just so much of our work, including this podcast, it's the word fun. Yeah, We all have fun Mm -hmm. with our jobs, we have fun with this, uh, this podcast, and we have a lot of fun with Bulldog Days. And I have to say, both Marty and Chandler, you guys have, in the midst of running a very complex event where a lot of things can go wrong, you all have both still had a lot of fun and made things a lot of fun for students. I actually wanted to ask, how was the admissions officer glow dance
3: party last night? That (laughs) seemed like a lot of fun. I was, it was past my bedtime, so I didn't make it. (laughs) Yeah, um, in my free time, I love doing dance fitness or Zumba or something like that. So last year during Bulldog Days, in a late night delirious stupor of all the <laughs> admissions officers who were still hanging out at Dwight Hall, which is kind of where we're all based for questions, for late registration, for things like that, all the admissions officers and I were dancing uh, really, it was really fun and uh, somewhat delirious, as I said. So this year we decided to make that a whole event and my friend and I who love doing dance fitness taught a bunch of different songs that we know choreography to and there are a lot of you who were there it was really fun we had glow sticks and we just had a good time It it was fun to like dance through the last hour of the second long day of Bulldog Days
0: amazing yeah if you are a regular listener of this podcast you know that we don't take ourselves too seriously and we try to like bring that approach to all aspects of our work so having fun and just like celebrating and having a good time is a really big part of bulldog days not only for you guys but also for us
1: marty thanks so much for joining us and congratulations on making it to this part of bulldog days (laughs) thank you so much So before we invite up actually a few audience members, Hannah and I thought because we have the mics here and because we are um, uh, experienced Bulldog Days veterans, mm. we might share some of our favorite Bulldog Days kind of war stories <laughs>
0: <laughs> Yeah.
1: from the past. You want me yeah. to go first?
0: I do, yeah. All
1: right. So <laughs> I'm going to make this quick. Um, I just, I, I, this is a great story and I, I, uh, this audience will appreciate it. So if you all arrived on Monday, you saw that there was a giant inflatable bulldog. Uh, that was hanging out on on, uh, old campus. Mm -hmm. The athletics department owns this thing, and um, now they are in charge of delivering it and taking it away. But back in the day, the admissions office was actually in charge of getting this thing, inflating it, deflating it, and taking it back. Yes. And 10 years ago, my very first year running Bulldog Days, it was the very end of the program, end of the day on Wednesday, I was completely wiped and exhausted, and I think it 's uh, you know okay to explain that at the end of this program, just about the thing that every admissions officer really wants is a cold beverage, yes uh, and to relax at yes. the end of the day on Wednesday, so I was very much looking forward to this, but the very last thing that I had to do was return this inflatable bulldog all the way back to the Yale Bowl, which is about four miles away from here. Now, uh, learning from this experience, actually, this year, I now rent a U-Haul truck, and one Mm. of the things I did on Monday was I I had about 120 pizzas in the back of this truck. (laughs) Before we learned to rent a U-Haul, I actually asked a a colleague and friend of ours to uh, rent a pickup truck. And I thought, well, a pickup truck will do the the job. This inflatable bulldog, when it deflates, is still pretty big. Mm -hmm. It's about the size of this big table that we're on here and it actually lived in a big sort of laundry cart okay and so the last thing we had to do was get this bulldog back to the Yale Bowl we got this thing it barely fit into the back of this pickup truck so you can imagine a pickup truck with like this laundry hamper in the back and just this big sort of mess of vinyl you know kind of sticking out of it so um, my uh, friend and colleague is driving this thing and he takes a left turn a little too fast And the bulldog just comes toppling out of the back of this thing, ba-bump, 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 we hear it, and actually nails a car that is uh, uh, parked right next to a bodega about a mile away from here. So now we have a we have a you know a, a motor vehicle accident at yes. this point. We have to we have to call the police. <laughs> we're there for a while. There's there's lots of ups and downs and twists and turns of the story. But I think my absolute favorite part of it is the officer arrives on the scene and he's taking his notes and we have to explain. All right, so we were driving a pickup truck and, and our load you know, fell out and hit a car. Well, what was, what was in the, you know, what was your load? It, it was an inflatable bulldog. <laughs> was it inflated? <laughs> no. And I love this officer was trying to be so serious the whole time. And you could just see like the sides of his mouth start to go up. Like he was trying to not laugh. And it was very, very hard for him. Uh, long story short, the bulldog made its way back. Uh, we, we got our cold beverage and we just, we had a great inflatable bulldog story that I love telling uh, for, for the last decade now.
0: That was 10 years ago. This is the first Bulldog Days where we have been allowed to have this inflatable (laughs) (laughs) Bulldog back. So we were really excited that they let us kind of have it back for Bulldog Days. Absolutely. Finally. Um, I definitely can't top that story, but I will tell you a little bit about our experience with Bulldog Days last year, um, which was sort of the first return of Bulldog Days after... COVID, right? So we had a couple years where we weren't allowed to host students on campus. Yale was very public health conscious and very strict about rules about visitors on campus, you know, with the priority of keeping the Yale community safe and healthy. So we had to work really, really hard to convince the Yale public health folks that uh, we want that we should be hosting 1,400 students from around yeah. the country uh, on campus. It was the
1: first event for visitors in yes. three years. Yes. Like we were the very first ones. We were writing the script for this in right. 2022.
0: Right. So we were having regular meetings with the with the public health and safety folks at Yale, um, and when we told them, not only do we want to invite 1,400 students from around the country, um, we want to host them on campus in student rooms. And they were like, oh, we don't know about that. Um, So they ended up coming up with this whole like testing protocol for our admitted students where if you had been admitted last year and you were attending Bulldog Days, we would mail you a test like two weeks before the event and you would take the test. Or you would have to take it, like, three days before your arrival on campus. And log it in an
1: online system. Yes. Chandler was in charge of this. I'm seeing him just shudder over there yeah. remembering this. Oh, It memories. was bananas.
0: <laughs> and then uh, once you arrived on campus, you had to do a rapid test. Like, that was part of registration. So this kind of explains a little bit why Chandler is so proud of how efficient <laughs> and fast registration yes. is this year. It was
1: anything but. <laughs> Last year,
0: we had lines snaking, like, all the way along College Street, like, outside of Phelps Four Gate. Or
1: blocks and blocks. Blocks and
0: blocks like it, hot sun beating down on these poor students who are just like waiting for their turn to take their rapid tests. So, um, we made it through, but we are just so glad that we don't have any of those restrictions for you all this year. Yes, uh, last yeah. year
1: you would have spent probably about 90 minutes to two and a half hours in line, like just to get into Bulldog Day. So, I think yeah. most of you probably had about you know, nine minutes or so in line today. So that was a big success.
0: Yeah. We probably have a ton of other amazing Bulldog Day stories, but I want to, I kind of want to hear from our current students. I do
1: too. Yeah. So you guys have been very patient. We've just been yammering on up here with our normal sort of chatting. We could have done in the admissions (laughs) office, but we're not in the admissions office. So we want to hear from them. And, you know, remember we said from the beginning, this is not a podcast about how to get into Yale. And so we are not going to bring up some admitted students here and ask like, like, What were your tips and tricks? Like, what did you do? And, you know, this is not going to be about figuring out, like, what got you in. However, we realized very quickly we have an amazingly sort of rich collection of wisdom from all of you. All of you just went through this process, and now you're on the other side. And hopefully you feel, you know, good about that experience. And so we want to invite a few people up to to talk a little bit about their experience and then share some more wisdom.
0: Yeah, and we have never had... A current Yale student or prospective Yale student on the podcast before, so this is another first for us. We're really, really excited. We sent a little survey around to everyone registered for this event last week um, to get a sense of you know who might be brave enough to come on the podcast. I was kind of expecting like two people might raise their mm-hmm. hands. More than thirty of you were like, I want to be on the podcast. So we can't interview everyone, but um, we did uh, pick a few. So we are going to start with Daisy.
1: Come on up, Daisy.
0: Come on up. <laughs>
4: All right. Hi, Daisy. Welcome to the podcast. Hi, thank you for having me.
1: So good to have you here. Could you just sort of let the audience know, um, you know, where where are you coming from today?
4: Um, I'm coming from all the way in a small town in Texas called Houston. Um, <laughs> I don't know if you guys have heard of it. Teeny little flat.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I'm like super excited to be here. Yeah. Awesome. Do you want to talk a little bit about how you approached the college search process and, you know, what you were thinking as you were getting started on your applications? Um, well,
4: honestly, like for me, all the colleges that I considered had like, I want to major in economics and they had amazing economics programs, like all of them had like great things to offer. And I think the main determining factor was like the culture. And so I know for me, I think I thrive better in a collaborative environment compared to like super cutthroat and competitive. Like it's, it's like sometimes competition can like help, but for me personally, like I want a place where like students can like come together and it's not about like who gets the best grade. It's about like the learning experience um and when I was researching Yale I actually like decided to apply to Yale because I got this like little booklet in the mail with like a like a guide to Yale College and I saw that and I like completely fell in love with it and I was like oh my god like this is beautiful um and so obviously like I was looking at location um campus culture student life I was watching like a whole bunch of TikToks about like the colleges and stuff um and try to like get like a authentic like perspective from like students I was like like sometimes dming students like hey like i'm thinking of applying like i don't know like give me like your honest opinion um so yeah and then from there i like kind of tried making a spreadsheet about like um to like be organized um (laughs) i kind of like stopped like halfway and so i was just like keeping everything like in my head and yeah and then i decided to apply to yale and i'm super grateful for like having gotten in and now that i'm here i'm like yeah this is like the college for me it's a great fit
1: yeah. All right. Amazing!
0: Congratulations!
1: Very impressive. <laughs> yeah. You know, as you think about what you've learned from the process, like what do you feel that you know now, just about applying to colleges generally, that you didn't know a year ago or even six months ago?
4: um honestly I learned the importance of being authentic so like whenever you're applying to college like you want to show them like oh I did this this and that like um oh I'm I'm into this oh like I did this club or I did this and I mean that's very important obviously but it's also very important like um whenever you're applying to college you're not just going to like study there like obviously they're going to admit you like all the students that apply like specifically to Yale like all of them are like super smart and so um like the most important thing is to like be yourself in the application, which I know, like, everybody always says that and you don't get it until, like, you're after the application process, like, how important it is just to, like, be honest in your application. So, like, if you're, like, a generally funny person, like, try being funny in your, like, essays. If you're not, maybe not. Don't try your luck the first time. Um, But, yeah, like, it's just like very important to like make your resumes um, not your resumes your essays not sound like a resume mm-hmm. and i like really struggled with that at first um but then like i like little plug um i got into this um program called matriculate for fgli students yes. which i 100% recommend to anybody like listening to this podcast um and it connects you with like college students that can like um help you with like your application and like um editing your essays and for me, that was, like, a very big thing, like, trying to, like, make it sound, like, personal to me for, like, whoever was reading my application knew, like, yes, this is Daisy. This is not just, like, a student that did this, this and that. Like, this is her story, and this is why she's applying here. So, yeah.
1: Fantastic.
0: Yeah. Great. Do you want to tell us um, what the highlight of your Bulldog days has been so far? Um, honestly, it was last night at Grace Hopper in the Buttery.
4: Um, I was doing karaoke, and it was super fun. Um, <laughs> I'm glad my voice isn't too affected by it, but it was like it was it was really fun. Honestly, like the people here are like so like excited to be here. It's super easy to, like make friends. I can like walk up to people, like smile at them, and they like smile back, Aww. which is really beautiful. Um, and I've like met some really like very interesting people, and like everybody here is like super down to earth. And I really love like interacting with like my future classmates, so I'm like really excited for like the fall. Nice. Yeah. What was your karaoke song? I did "You Belong with Me" with by Taylor Aww, Swift. Oh, <laughs> amazing! Yeah, yeah. That's a winner. <laughs> Um uh, But there was like <laughs> some people did Um <laughs> We did "Boys a Liar" by Ice Spice and Pink Panthers. So like that was really fun. It was just amazing, honestly. That was like the best part.
1: Nice, outstanding. It's great. Yeah. All right, Daisy. Thanks so much for joining
0: us on the podcast yeah. today. No, thank you for having me. Fantastic. <laughs> Next up, we are going to welcome Henry.
5: Henry, tell us a little bit about where you're from. So I'm from uh, Michigan, uh, Metro Detroit area.
0: Um, and how did you kind of approach the college search process, and what were you thinking about as you started your applications?
5: The summer before my senior year, I really didn't know that much about what I wanted in a school. Mm-hmm. I didn't know the size. I didn't know you know, business school, liberal arts school, engineering school, music school. Um, so what I did was sort of make a list of colleges from pretty much all these different groups and I picked a few from uh, all those groups and I applied Uh, and the idea was that throughout senior year I would kind of figure out what I wanted Mm -hmm. and hopefully I would have um, a lot of options uh, just in case my interests changed in case what I wanted out of college changed Uh, and I think that really worked for me because um, at this point I've decided I want a a liberal arts school but uh, I didn't really know that at the beginning of senior year so it was was good to uh, give myself a lot of options.
1: I think that's great. And I think it's pretty typical. I I was definitely in that, uh, Mm. you know, those shoes myself. I remember people sort of asking, do you want this or that? And I was like, oh, wait, I'm supposed to know this? Like I'm (laughs) supposed, I'm supposed to be fully formed. And you know, all of my both personal preferences, but also like this extraordinary sort of collection of knowledge about what college experiences are out there. Um, So I love that actually like part of your, uh, search process was a sort of journey of self-discovery about this as well. You don't have to start yeah. with all the answers yeah. already.
0: And it's okay to cast a wide net as long as you're like deliberate about it. You're, you're doing it because you, you need to answer those questions a little bit and figure out what you want. Exactly. Yeah. And, and what do you feel like you learned from the process? Is there anything that you know now that you wish you had known like six months ago or 12 months ago? Uh,
5: yeah. When I started writing essays, uh, particularly like the Yale essays, I know there are a lot of them, it was really stressful trying to come up with ideas, see like how to like market myself, how to communicate uh, who I am. And looking back, it was actually a really interesting opportunity for self-reflection. I just kind of learn about uh, who I am, what I want. Uh, because before this process, I didn't really take that much time to just write about myself and think about myself. Um, so I learned that even though that process of coming up with ideas, polishing everything off, Uh, is very stressful, the process of actually writing about yourself uh, can be very useful and very interesting.
1: Cool. All right. And you are on a podcast that has listeners all around the world um, and they are hungry for advice. So, you know, what advice would you give to maybe a younger student who's starting this process?
5: I think sort of going off what I just said, a lot of people feel like there's pressure to sort of craft like a false identity. Mm -hmm or sort of like come up with like these obscure interests that they don't actually have because they think uh, doing those things will get you into an elite school. Um, and in my experience, just talking to people uh, in, in my own applications, I realized, really if you just write passionately about the things you like, uh, in many cases that's enough. Uh, so my advice would be to be confident that who you truly are and your true interests are, are good enough for these schools.
1: Very well said.
0: Nice, Great. nice. Uh, do you have a highlight from Bulldog Days that you want to share?
5: There are a lot of highlights. One of the most interesting ones. This is kind of specific, but I went uh, sort of by accident to a meeting of the Yale Independent Party. Okay. Um, and <laughs> it was. I didn't expect it to be that interesting, but um, <laughs> the people. So they did a debate on should education be practical, um, and the people there they were so charismatic. They were so funny. And uh, the rule is every time somebody says something you agree with, you tap on something. And every time you, you disagree, you hiss. Like, mm-hmm. And it got to, <laughs> it was a very funny environment. Just people, you know, asking questions, acting all formal. Um, it was, yeah, I really enjoyed it. Excellent. All right.
1: Sounds like cool. we've got a new Yale Political Union member. right <laughs>
6: yeah, here. Side, all right. Right. For sure. For sure. All right. Cool. Thanks
1: for joining us, Henry. Yeah, it's thank fantastic. you so much. Thank you.
0: All right, we have one final student that we are going to invite up, so please welcome to the stage Laura.
1: All right, uh, Laura, tell uh, everyone a little bit about where you're from.
6: I'm from El Salvador, which is a country, like a really small country in Central America, really culturally rich though. Fantastic. Amazing, thank you for coming
0: all this way to Bulldog Days. Yeah, of course. Um, do you want to talk a little bit about how you approach
6: the college search process? Um, So for me, it was pretty experimental because I didn't know a lot about like the US application process or like what the educational offer was here. There weren't many resources in my school or my country in general. So um, I signed up for College Board's college search, I think, and I just got like spammed with emails. But it was (laughs) really helpful in like getting um, like invitations to colleges. And I just joined, I just joined like a lot of webinars. Where I looked them up and it was really helpful in like seeing what I want because I didn't actually even know that there was like a liberal arts education available until I saw like the Yale website actually Mm. and so yeah that was like my process like just kind of going out and like experimentally seeing what I wanted to do and what I wanted for my education in the next four years of my life. Very cool.
1: Yeah and you know specifically with the process of applying to American universities, which can seem really daunting, even for folks who are from the U.S. and have mm-hmm. a lot of folks around them who've gone through it before. I imagine it can be kind of scary and seem, you know, complex, particularly if you're coming from an international background. What resources were most useful for you in just figuring out what is it like to apply to any American university?
6: Yeah, definitely. So I went on, um, a, like, an online crusade looking for stuff. Mm-hmm. Um these Yale admission podcasts was probably my like first point of reference. I loved it, and thank you so much for having it. Actually, um, it was just like helpful to see like what the process is like, um, and like kind of some tips. And then there was like some YouTube videos. Um, There's like this master timeline that was in, like an article in Khan Academy for like applying to college, and which is really helpful, honestly. And so you could just see like everything that you should do in like your. Freshman year till your senior year of high school, like for applying to the U.S., which is really helpful.
0: That's great. I know we have a ton of international listeners, so they will be really excited to hear hear you and um, hear this story. Um, is there anything that you learned from the process that you want to share? Anything that you know now that you wish you had known back when you started?
6: Um, I agree that it's a, self, a process of self reflection a mm-hmm. lot, like. You have to know like about yourself not only to write the essays but also like to see what kind of college you want to apply to and I feel like that's going to make such a huge difference in your process of applying because if you apply to a college that's actually a fit and that you actually like it's going to be like way more seamless or like genuine to apply and like answering the questions just like felt fun for Yale for example because I actually wanted to share these things about me.
0: Great, great. Um, and along those lines, like, do you have any specific advice that you would want to share with our listeners, maybe especially other international students looking to apply to colleges in the U.S.?
6: Yeah, probably just, like, make use of the online resources. It can seem a bit daunting if you don't have the resources or if not many people from your country are in this type of scope. But, um, yeah, make use of the resources. Don't let it, like, detract you from applying. And also, like, just be genuine in your applications, like... Coming as an international student, like, that makes you, like, you have, like, that extra um, thing to um, bring to the community, so, like, make that shine through in your application as well. Great. Fantastic. Well said. Yeah.
1: And, uh Highlights of Bulldog Days?
6: Um, I have loved everything so far, meeting the people, everyone here is so nice, so like open to get to know you. Um, I think like in terms of events, the showcases I really loved. Like yesterday there was this at home at Yale Mm -hmm. and it was like a cultural celebration. I loved seeing like every every single group. And then also like I went to a class, a visiting class, um, from a philosophy professor. Um, it was really, really interesting and it like in an actual Yale classroom with actual Yale students, so that was really cool. Amazing, well thank you so much for being
0: here and for for sharing some of your insights and safe travels home.
6: Thank you. Thanks,
1: Thanks Laura. So All right, so for our last piece of the podcast, we received so many fantastic submissions when we sent this little survey out, and there was so much incredible, just collective wisdom and advice that was there that I kind of quickly realized, wait a minute, we can't just... Ignore this. Like right. We have to include this um, in the podcast. It was really hard finding just three students to, to interview up here. We said, let's actually give everyone who submitted this form a chance to actually have their pearls of wisdom added on the podcast. So Hannah and I yep. are going to rapid fire go through <laughs> all of this great stuff for the benefit of our podcast listeners who I know really want to hear from our uh, admitted students about what their advice of going through the process was.
0: Yeah. All right. Let's do it.
1: You ready? All right. All yep. right. All right. Cameron said uh, his advice was fall of senior year can be stressful and busy. One thing I did that helped was I blocked out Friday afternoons exclusively for fun. I would usually wake up the next day full of fresh ideas with a renewed sense of motivation.
0: Wait, can I start doing that? I love it. Okay, uh, Shalina said, I'd share words I wish someone told me as a first-generation student applying to college. No matter what, you will end up where you are meant to end up as long as you genuinely show your authentic self in your application.
1: Victoria said, As an international student from Toronto, I was pretty much all alone during the admissions process to the States. I learned a lot about myself in the process, especially through the essays, which I had a great time writing. Not only did I learn about my passions and interests, but I also learned how to present and advocate for myself through the application. My advice to younger students would be to go for it because you lose nothing by trying and gain so much just by going through the application process.
0: Ty said, some advice I want to share with younger students is to find people that they trust to look over their applications and not get too fixated on the results of the college application process. You will excel wherever you decide to go.
1: Jeffrey said, comparing yourself to your classmates, even ones that you know well, is actually impossible. Also, a school that might be seen easier to get into is not an indicator of what any other school is going to make in their admissions decisions either.
0: Isabel said be completely true to yourself. Don't talk about who you wish you were or what you wish others think of you. When you finish your essay, you have to feel like you are sending a piece of yourself to the admissions officers to examine. I learned that you don't have to be perfect, just passionate and genuine.
1: Irene said, as a first-generation college applicant, I initially struggled to navigate the overwhelming sea of brochures, panels, and emails from colleges. I was able to find resources, Yale's podcast being one of them, uh, that gave me an impression of what the college application was like besides just intimidating numbers and statistics.
0: Olivia said it truly does work out the way it's supposed to. Although there is some luck involved, I think after talking to other admits, I can sense some similarities in our personalities and thinking, despite being such a diverse class.
1: Nicholas said your story isn't supposed to be an awe-inspiring autobiography of a super genius prodigy. For juniors, I would tell them to first reflect on how they've reached their best selves, what they've done to get here, and what they have to show for it. For those youngers, I would tell them to forget about college and focus on becoming the best version of themselves. I thought that was great.
0: Nice. Rebecca said, I learned the importance of writing a story that is true to you. A lot of essays that worked that you may find online may make you feel like your essay must match a certain style or format. But writing a story that shows who you are is what's most important. Find your own writing style, and don't feel pressured to write a certain way. In a similar vein, and don't be pressured by, you know, what got me into insert school videos on YouTube.
1: Yes, beware. <laughs> beware. <laughs> uh, Ellen said, I don't want, uh, I, excuse me, I didn't want to feel like my worth relied on an acceptance from any college. So I tried to approach my applications in a self-centered way. The application process was an opportunity to recognize my achievements, and rather than feeling inadequate about the things I hadn't done, mm-hmm. realize what I hoped to do do in the future. Hmm. I reached a point where I was proud and happy to have applied to Yale, even if I got rejected, because after all the thinking and writing, I was more self-confident and driven.
0: Nice. William said, do things outside of school that genuinely interest you. Start your essays early and know that it's okay if you don't know exactly what you want to do with your life.
1: Humphrey said, I'd advise younger students to balance their college list, not just in terms of acceptance rates, but also in terms of different academics and college experiences. That way, when decisions roll around, they'll have more choices to work with.
0: Alexis said, be okay with the unexpected. I'm on a very different path than I thought I would be. Enjoy this great period between admission and matriculation.
1: Sophia said, for essays, I learned to be specific elaborating and exploring one specific topic is much more impactful than speaking broadly. When you go more specific, you can reveal all your personal qualities found in that one topic or idea.
0: Brooke said, focus on what you are passionate about, not what career you will have. If you go where your curiosity and and zeal to to learn are fed. Uh, There will be ample opportunities for success and genuine happiness.
1: Yulin said, don't count yourself out before you even begin. Don't let low admissions rates scare you away from applying. Also, stay true to yourself even if the people editing your essays disagree with you. At the end of the day, the application is supposed to represent you in the best way. I had a chemistry joke that people really didn't like because they thought it was very cringe. Perhaps it was, but I kept it. (laughs) Yulin, this if you're going to make a chemistry joke, do It in your application (laughs) to
0: you. Andre said, Don't feel the pressure to have anything finalized until it's submitted. Mm -hmm. The application is a living, breathing representation of you. You might want to change what schools you're applying to literally two days before the apps are due, and that's completely fine. The only important part is to get started with something. Rough college lists and essays can always be improved upon, but you can't improve upon something that doesn't exist. I love that one.
1: Yeah. Uh, Irene, I think the thing I Did best was to not fixate on a particular school, but rather create a list of things I valued in a school like size, culture, collaboration. I would advise younger students to visit all schools before they applied. Second that for sure. Yes.
0: Uh, Colton says, have fun while writing your essays. Don't put too much stress on making them perfect. Just make sure they show something about you. I actually had fun while writing my essays because it felt more like creative writing.
1: Sasha said, your essays, and especially the Why Us essay, are a chance to show who you are beyond the statistics. Based on your essays, your admissions officer should easily be able to see you on campus.
0: Anish said, there's a lot of metagaming or strategizing among people nowadays to try and game the application by putting different majors or interests that aren't necessarily what you want to study. But if the story you tell isn't true to yourself, it comes out in your writing. I found my best applications were ones where I was authentic, genuine, and really allowed my excitement to shine through.
1: Drake said, talking with current students and recent alumni is highly valuable, whether it be through interviews or just reaching out to people. If possible, attending accepted student days, hey, great idea, uh, for a few different colleges. Colleges is helpful to see uh, them as an admitted student uh, and decide which you like best
0: Gia says if you're the work well under pressure type do that if you're not do what works for you I think the biggest thing to remember is that whether it's about essays what colleges you choose to apply to or literally anything else It's great to get advice but your opinion matters the most trust yourself
1: Alyssa said only apply to colleges that you are truly in love with and can see yourself attending don't apply just to apply It was truly a life-changing experience for me to hit pause in my busy schedule and think about who I am as a person. It really helped me understand where my passions were and what I hope to do with my college education.
0: Eva says, I learned that it is important to use the community around you for hidden and underrated resources. While it's fine to get traditional advice from professional college counselors or campus visits, it is just as helpful, if not more, to reach out to the people around you. Teachers, librarians, former students. They often have a lot of advice that people overlook.
1: I like that. Um, Amelia says I learned that a process is a process. Don't expect that everything will be decided once you hit the submit application button. Patience and resilience is key. Throughout the middle of the year, I learned that patience will help me stay calm and organized to finish my senior year no matter what the decisions may have been. I learned that slowing down isn't the end of the world and the journey is much more important than the final destination.
0: Yes. Charles says, Throughout the process, I have altered my thinking from what do they want to see to how should I show them who I am? Nobody really knows how to tell that story better than you. Not a consultant, not your mom, not even Reddit.
1: Kira said, You don't have to be the next Shakespeare. It's better to write something on and on the page and get it there than have nothing at all. What I found worked best was setting a timer and writing without stopping for 10 minutes. I didn't allow myself to delete or edit anything. With this method, I was able to write more supplements in a two-hour time span than I previously wrote in an entire week.
0: That's awesome. Um, Farid, I've learned that during the college admissions process, you can only worry about the things you can control. You can't really worry about your past grades, your past mistakes, even failed competitions. You have to worry about what you can do in the summer before senior year and your senior year. Focus on what is ahead of you.
1: Melda said, I learned from the college application process that everything matters. Your application is, in a broad sense, your narrative and every detail matters. Don't hesitate to express your passions and interests on your college application.
0: All right, and the last one from Tenzin says, Honestly, at the very beginning, I was super overwhelmed specifically with the names of all the colleges. Everyone would just toss around names of colleges and cool facts about them, and I was like, I've literally never heard of that place in my life. After that, though, I was super mellow about it. I kind of just settled on the fact that college will be what I make of it wherever I end up.
1: All right, that was some amazing advice. Thank all of you for your Incredible advice contributions. Our listeners, thank you. Yes. And hey, Hannah. That's a wrap on our very first episode with a live audience. We did it. <laughs> All right. Safe travels home, everybody. And if you are a high school junior listening, maybe we'll see you next April at Bulldog Days. Thanks to the Bulldog Days planning team and the Yale Conference Services for helping to make this live recording happen. Thanks also to former admissions officer Andrew Brick Johnson, who composes our music. You should check him out at andrewbrickjohnson.com.
0: If you have comments or an idea for an episode, drop us a line at YaleAdmissionsPodcast@gmail.com. at gmail.com. And finally, remember that the views expressed in this podcast are ours and don't necessarily represent those of Yale University. Thanks for listening.